Hello folks of Random Stuff, today our changing topic will be about video games, video game history, and how they changed the world. From the simple Pong game, to Xbox 360, to the Xbox One. Now I'm going to hand it over to Terry. Terry, you have the floor. Thank you, Mitchell, for giving me the floor. Now, today, we'll talk about video games. The video game industry is a $100 billion industry, and it's constantly growing in size. The technologies used in video games are always evolving and will continue to be the best technologies for many years to come. Almost two-thirds of American homes have a person who plays video games, which, considering how many homes there are in America, that's a lot of people. Games have been around for many years, from arcade games to personal consoles you can have in your home. Video games were actually made in a research lab in 1952 when a British professor, A.S. Douglas, made tic-tac-toe. In 1962, Steve Russell created a game called Space War, a space combat game for the PDP. In 1967, people at Sanders Associates Incorporated, led by Ralph Bayer, developed a prototype multiplayer video game system called the Brown Box. Bayer was sometimes referred to as the father of video games because of him and his team creating the Brown Box. Bayer licensed his device to Magnavox, who sold the game to consumers as the Odyssey, which was the very first video game console, but would fizzle out and die with time. Now off to you, Mitchell. Thank you, Terry. Uh, in 1977, Atari released the Atari 2600, also known as the video computer system, which had joysticks, interchangeable cartridges, and multicolored games. This basically kicked off the second generation of video game consoles, eventually leading up to the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One. Now we're going to go with the Xbox 360 for now. Ended up not working as well as intended in the beginning. They kept shutting it down, so Microsoft had to make a plan to create a new Xbox quickly before people started getting angry, demanding a new console that was not going to shut down and break. So Microsoft made the Xbox One with the S and X version. They actually released a few years after the Xbox 360, and the Xbox One actually worked out pretty well. Actually, Terry, now that we're on the topic of the Xbox 360, did you own one? Uh, my uncle owned one one time. I played on it a lot. He had a lot of friends on there. It broke a lot, though, and it did end up shutting down after a while. I owned one, but all I'd ever play was Lego games, and I didn't get it break much. Then again, they were Lego games. Now, to be fair, Lego would always delete your save files for every once in a while. Don't know why, but, uh, you know, that happened. Moving on, we're going to talk about the Xbox One and the Xbox One X. The Xbox One stayed popular and is still very popular right now, but a new generation has emerged. The Xbox Series X. The Xbox Series X is the biggest and maybe the best Xbox ever. The Xbox Series X has plenty of space for all consumer special games and runs at up to 120 FPS, better than the Xbox One 60 FPS limit. Xbox Series X has better and cleaner in graphics because of that. I do not own an Xbox Series X. I do, I do own either. an Xbox One. I own only an Xbox One. You only own an Xbox One? Only an Xbox One. S. Yeah. An Xbox One S. Yeah, I, I own space. the S. An Xbox One S has a terabyte of space, which is much better than the Xbox One. I think mine only had like 360 gigabytes. I know, haha, ironic. Uh, that's ironic. So, but we get did got one, get one, and we actually named the safe file not guilty. Okay, well, whenever you have as much games as I have, a terabyte of space is not going to do you any good for too long, or big games like no, I have. No need to rub it in, Terry. I don't rub it in. Yeah, uh, sure you don't, Terry. Well, anyway, folks, that brings us to. 
near the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed and have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.